Here we go, Chalk Nation, episode 10, coming at you. Fish and I sat down more, talked about more like the business side this week. We did like alcohol and all that stuff last week. The coconut oil the week before that. If you guys haven't listened to those, make sure you check those out. But we know a lot of people out there also follow us for more of like the business side of things. Um, maybe owning your own gym, maybe how to get bigger on Instagram or whatever it is like fitness related that you might want to talk about or you might want to hear more about. Um, we tried to dive in to exactly that on this episode. So, I mean, Fish has been in the business for a pretty long time. So he definitely has some great insights. Um, I try to ask the right questions, steer him in the right direction from a guy who definitely wants to get in to a business a little bit more. So I think it was a nice little combination of the two. Also, this episode is brought to you by Gainsbox. If you've never heard of Gainsbox, it's a basically a monthly gift that you get in the box. It's a subscription service where you sign up and you receive a box full of goodies every single month that you can use in the gym. Ranges from shirts, hoodies, beanies, wrist wraps, maybe some energy drinks, uh, some tape. Honestly, everything that you can use in and maybe even outside the gym. And this month, for the first time ever, Chalk is actually going to make an appearance in the box. Um, our Chalk online programming is going to be in there for a free month with the code that you're only going to get in the Gains box. Um, with it being December also, this is really like Christmas every month for CrossFitters. So if you sign up now, it's 32 bucks a month. And right now, if you go to their website, you're actually getting 10% off your first box. You you can have Christmas every month, not just in December. So 32 bucks to sign up. I think the December box has close to $100 worth of stuff in it. So definitely a good time to sign up. Uh, that's enough for me for right now. I'll let you guys dive into the episode. Hope you enjoy it. All right, Chalk Nation, here we go. Yeah, here sitting now with fish. We're all hopped up on some decaf coffee right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so should be a good one. So... Since we've been doing more of like the nutrition kind of stuff, last couple episodes with the cooking oils and alcohol, we were going to go more into like the business side of things or like business owner, fitness owner, how to make a life in fitness in general. Yeah. Right? So I um, want to talk a little bit about what it takes to like open a business, run a business, run your own gym, what it takes to like open up a good gym, all of those things. And personal training or whatever it is that uh, makes you guys want to pursue a career in fitness. So when I say pursue a career in fitness, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a gym owner uh, or a personal trainer. It could mean that maybe you're a physical therapist or maybe you just want to have a really cool fitness brand. Um, Maybe you're on Instagram. Actually, no, let's back it up a little bit. Maybe you've been working out a lot. You've been getting some good results. You think you look pretty good. So you start posting a lot of stuff on Instagram and you add to the Instagram world that is already happening around us. Um, hopefully you're not one of the booty girls. I, I don't think the booty girls will be listening to this right now. But I was going to say, we don't need any more booty girls. <laughs> there's a ton of those. Yeah, we got um, but there's a lot of the guys, you know, taking selfies and all that stuff too. And I'm not, I'm not hating on them. It's just that I want you to know that it takes a hell of a lot more than that to become successful in the fitness industry. Um, and just flexing and taking selfies is definitely not... Uh, I love be... how you categorize those guys. Well, it's a bunch of guys taking selfies too, and you know, that's just not enough. <laughs> it's just not enough. So, I mean, a lot of people, they look at these guys and they think, you know, they've got making millions of dollars, this or that. Maybe they're driving, you know, some sort of crazy ass car. But 
a lot of times these cars are just rented or they're just borrowing it from someone for the photo or maybe they really did buy it but they're living in a one-bedroom apartment um, or in their mom's basement every single thing i'm talking about right now is people that i know personally and <laughs> things that i've seen so everything that you see on instagram is not always the way it actually really is it probably actually never is it's probably almost never yeah and usually the more followers i feel like the people that i've met in my life like the more followers they had, I felt like the less they knew and like the less like involved in the fitness industry they actually were. They almost just got really, really good at delegating a lot of their work to others. And they're so far out of it now that they really don't really know all that much about it. I've definitely been approached by multiple um, like really big names in the Instagram world, millions of followers, and asked me to do their nutrition uh, – what is it? The nutrition – challenges that people you know they win a ton of money on these things they pay a ton of money and these people are making i know some people who make at least fifty thousand dollars a month on just nutrition challenges shit fifty thousand i'm not gonna say names from people but specifically but fifty thousand dollars a month um just on a hundred dollar buy-in on a nutrition challenge two hundred dollar buy-in on a nutrition challenge <clears throat> but that is one way you guys can make some money as a um fitness enthusiast, if you want to get into the fitness industry at all and you want to start making some money, there's one way. You can start building yourself, start creating a brand for yourself. Um, hopefully that brand branches out into different things. Now, with the gym chalk, uh, my CrossFit chalk, which is slowly evolving into just chalk all-encompassing into different realms, mm-hmm. but um, that started off, for me, that was my first thing. I, well, I first started off as a trainer, and then from training, I got into conversations for opening a gym and then when I opened the gym that opened up opportunity into a bunch of different other things so the gym itself doesn't make me that much money um it's a it's a it's probably the smallest piece of my pie as far as the income that I have um and then I have my own like online um programming business which makes more than my gym does and then I have my personal training um, piece of my pie and that makes more than both of those not combined but so like all three of those I have a good life um, so if you're just banking on one thing I think that you need to rethink that or think into a larger picture um, or if you're just starting <coughs> off right now and you don't really know where you're going to go it's definitely nice to like just lock in on one thing and just be really really good at it and maybe um, go back and listen to one of our other episodes on opportunity and just how, you know, being really, really good at what you do and thinking about being the best you can at all times and how that opens up different doors for you. I know Yaya, like, he made a big decision a while back to stop coaching at another gym that he was at and then also, like, put some graphic design stuff on the back burner. And it's definitely worked out for him. Yeah. So I'm talk about that a little bit. But what I was just going to say was... <clears throat> The reason why all these opportunities are coming up now and like you can you're able to do all these other things is because the gym is doing so well. Yeah. You know, if the gym if you build a shitty gym to start out with and then you would have started to dabble in this and dabble in this and start like taking attention away from the gym a little bit, it wouldn't have worked. You know, it works because you put so much time and so much effort into making the gym what it is now that now you're finally after three years of the gym being open, you're finally in a position where you can start branching out a little bit and looking into other things because the gym is doing so well on its own you know i think that's important to know just that you didn't start all five things six oh things, yeah totally, seven things totally. all at once you know what i mean 
if if the gym is a great freaking environment now because of the people that come in and the opportunities that come in through the door every single day, but it all started with building a great gym in the first place. But I just want you guys to know out there, like if you're picking fitness as a career, the first thing that happens is you go to you go to college, and when you get out of college, um, you basically have nothing. Like as soon as you you finish with this degree that was really really hard to obtain. You know, you're going to biomechanics and you're taking physics and you're learning human physiology and all these different things. You you come out feeling like you just got, you know, a biology degree and you can start applying to freaking med school. You get out and people are like, you know what, you should go be a trainer at 24 Hour Fitness and get and start and get a start. Or maybe you should try to do some um, volunteer work at the Division One football team. Or maybe you should. Start training at Equinox or wherever, right? Like that's like your first start in in the beginning of having that degree, um, unless you go into like maybe like a lab testing area and you and you just geek out on that type of stuff. But as soon as you get out, you really don't have a lot of options. So a lot of you guys who are in school right now and you you want to come out and you want to have this cool career, it, that's really going to be based on your experiences and what you're able to do with yourself business wise. So I almost think that you'd want to get like a small degree in some sort of business, I think that would help you almost more than your nutrition and your uh, fitness stuff. And you can kind of learn a lot of that on your own. It's nice to get it all in school. I definitely know a lot more than most people and it's, it's nice when people ask me questions. I feel comfortable, I feel confident. Um, but outside of that, all of your experiences and everything that you're gonna do on your own are gonna be much better off for your business and for your brand. <clears throat> so you get out of school and those are your options. Uh, maybe you start training, and then from there, you get a bunch of clients. They all really like you, and they all think you should open your own gym. So then you get to the 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 part where you're like, oh, should I open my own gym? I don't know. Um, but if I had my own gym, I'd probably make a lot of money. No. <laughs> um, but let's, let's just say, like, what what goes into open, opening your own gym? So I think I've had a lot of opportunities to open a gym with different people at different times in my life, and... It was really, really hard to pass some of them up because I was just a trainer and I wasn't making very much money. But it didn't sound like I was going to make that much more money owning the gym either. So it wasn't like super hard to do, but it is nice to know that you own something. Like having ownership in something is a great feeling. Yeah. So this guy offered me like I would, I would own 20% of the gym. I'd put nothing down and I could literally spend like anything I wanted to make it as cool as I wanted. And I was like, damn, it's a good deal. I'm going to get 20% of this gym. It's going to be awesome. What if I made this much money, blah, 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 I'll get this huge check at the end, whatever. I let it go. Um, I had another guy who was going to give me 40%, and I had to put anything in. Same type of deal, except he wanted to move a block away from the guy that I was coaching at originally. Yep. He literally wanted to shut that guy down, and just morally, I couldn't do it. It was a good deal. That one was a good deal. I just I couldn't do it, because I don't want to have a bad name either. Um, so I let that one go, and then... I had another one where basically this guy was going to open another gym, but I had to pay him a percentage to have that name on the building, and then that didn't, I just, I don't know, it was kind of a good deal because it was a really good brand and everything about it was awesome. I just didn't want to have to pay to put towards, like I'd have to be, I'd be paying him kind of like a, 
what is that called? Like a like a franchise fee. Well, like an affiliate fee, like you pay cross. Yeah, kind of right to use his name and to use all that stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna no, make I got my, you. I'll be I'll be fine. Like one day, like I'll get this will all be a better deal. So now mm-hmm. I'm in an opportunity now where I have seventy percent of my gym. I put in sixty thousand dollars of my own money, and then my partners gave me another couple hundred thousand dollars. So they gave me seventy percent. That was a damn good deal. <clears throat> Now, what I think becomes like really, really important is, is a lot of people are going to get into this opportunity where they have this gym opportunity, and some of you guys who are listening right now, maybe you have an opportunity to open your own gym, and maybe someone told you that they'll give you the money for it and this and that. Here's what's gonna, Your options are going to come down to this. So they're going to say, all right, I'm going to talk to Yaya, actually. So Yaya, I'm going to give you the $100,000 it takes for you to open a gym. Um, I want all my money back, and then I'm going to get 20% of the gym for the rest of your life. Okay. It's a good deal if you don't have any money to put down. Right. That's one way that you guys might get, um, what is, what is that? That's like, that's like, that's one option. That's one option. Yeah. Um, option number two is in five years, I want $150,000 back and I don't get any percentage of the gym. Yeah. So now you're really thinking like, shit, should I pay him back more money or should I just take all his money and then worst case scenario, I don't make any money and he just loses it. But if I do make a lot of money, he always gets 20% forever. Now, in my opinion, what you should take is option number, was it one? Yeah. Yeah, option number one. <clears throat> so Option number one is with the percentage, right? Yeah, to, to, with the percentage. And that's what I did. So the worst case scenario is my gym never does good. And I might have to ask my partner for more money, and that's fine because that was his risk. Um, he took that on, and he understood that, and I also understood that he gets 20% no matter what. So it's up to him at that point if he wants to keep investing in it or if he kind of wants to just be like, this is a bad investment and I'm done. Yeah. Now, if you owe someone $150,000 now from the 100000 that you borrowed, that person can like sue you now. You have a lot of stress. There's all these things going on. But the majority of people out there, that's the deal that they're getting. So if if that's a deal that you're trying to make, I wouldn't make it. And no matter how important you feel or like how like how strong you feel like your gym's gonna succeed, there's a lot of gyms out there and there's a lot more going on than like your name. Like it's I'm pretty sure that Rich Froning can go to some places on earth and try to open a gym and no one knows who he is. You know what I mean? Like, there's more than just, like, who you are. There's more than, like, how much money you put into it. That was actually going to be my next question for you, too. Who do you think is out there, is in the right position to, like, open a gym? You know, there's a lot of coaches out there. There's a lot of, like, business people. Like, there was a guy that came in to talk the other day that actually told me that he owns a CrossFit gym in Arizona. He's never done CrossFit before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Which is really sad because when you're at a level one CrossFit certification, which, first off, it's, it's it's an abomination. It's the worst thing I've ever done. Um, when it comes to hiring employees, like, I don't think I ever even asked you if you had your level one. No. I remember, I, I remember telling you about it and you were like, yeah, I don't, I don't I care. Do, I don't care. Yeah. I want to watch you lift and I want to watch you like talk to people and stuff like that. But um, when you're at these level ones, it's, it's almost the worst people that, that are there. Because there'll be a point where the instructors ask, they're like, hey, who's here because they want to open a gym? And it's literally, it's the worst people in the crowd. It's the guy who does the air squat and looks like he just got polio on the way down. <laughs> 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 so like that's the guy <laughs> opening a gym oh man that's gonna be a good one for you guys that's later actually, on to laugh that's about. actually true um so that happens a lot so 
Your question was, what was it? Who? Oh yeah, who, who's the right, who's the right position? So in my opinion, I know a lot of people might hate on me for this, but we're at a time right now in CrossFit where there's so many gyms, right? There's so many. And there's so many instructors that say, or, or gym owners that say, we have the best coaches, or this, or that, and blah, blah, blah. But what it really comes down to is first impression um, when people are walking in the door. Honestly, I really think it is. And I, and I think restaurants are kind of the same thing. I feel like restaurants and a really good gym are both one and the same. Like when you're opening a gym, you should be thinking about what color should I put on the wall? That, that has a lot to do with like people's immediate mood and immediate emotion level as soon as they walk in the door. I picked orange because it has a great community, community vibe. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, makes people want to hang out. It's a good freaking color. Blue is also a rad color for all of you guys out there for clothing. <laughs> but for a gym, not okay. It makes people kind of drowsy and they kind of want to, like, they're very low level. They're not, they don't really want to get after it. Um, people are really, really strong in a blue room, but blue is not necessarily a community color. And that's what you want. You want people to hang out. You want that barbershop feel. I want mm-hmm. the cool restaurant, fun vibe. So, um, so you're looking at colors as like a big deal. I want you to be able to have a couple hundred thousand dollars to spend on a space to make it rad because when you're looking at all of your other competition, you should just be dominating them in my opinion. If you're out there right now and you're going to take option number two on the finance deal and you only have $50,000 to work with and you're going to start with this really small space and you're going to build it up, I can almost guarantee it's not going to work out. It's almost guaranteed to fail. Um, there's just too many options now. Like in the beginning of CrossFit, yeah, you can be in your garage and it was mm-hmm. going to be cool and you can mm-hmm. slowly build it up. But now it's just it, – we're just too far in for that to really be an option anymore. No, I just need high risk, high reward because there's so many like high-performing gyms out there yeah. that are just like stacked with the nicest weights, with this, with that, with the best yeah. equipment, you know. So if you come along and – I mean especially in like in SoCal but honestly everywhere nowadays, there's probably a gym within like – a 30 minute drive of you anyways yeah you know 15 minute drive maybe depending on where you are so crossfit tustin's like i don't know yeah 10 dude there's so 15 many gyms miles from here it's a super nice yeah. gym but in my opinion every gym within besides that gym like any any gym and like any other distance is pretty shitty so you just They're have all... to you just have to outperform them you know what i mean and i mean coaching is one thing yeah. for sure and just ownership and like the way yeah. you run your gym but i mean at the end of the day like you and I, I'm sure everybody out there does the same thing. We drop into a gym, you're like, look at their weights, look at their equipments, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You do that. It's natural. So I mean, most people who walk in the gym now, they've all done CrossFit already. Yeah. It's like super rare that we get someone who comes in the gym and they haven't done CrossFit. So now you you are immediately getting back to that first impression. So like someone who's going to walk in, they've already done CrossFit at this point. And if they're new, it's it's still going to be a very small percentage of your, your gym right now. Like if you're opening a gym or you're opening a space... It's going to be a very small population of people coming in that are just completely brand new. So now they walk in, they're like, oh, cool, they have competition plates. Oh, cool, they have the Wattify system. Oh, man, it's like super clean. Someone said hi to me when I walked in. Could you imagine that? Um, A lot of times that's not even a real thing. Uh I actually fired a coach last year, maybe a year and a half ago now, um, just because he just didn't have a friendly vibe when people walked in. That's it. Like That was like the main reason he had to go. Um, it's one of those things where people are there to be part of a class, to be part of a community, to be part of like something bigger than what they're already doing. So back to the first impression, you got to have 
a lot of money to spend right out the gate, in my opinion. I think it's going to help tremendously. Hopefully, you have a little bit left over to pay yourself uh, a salary. Uh, that's what's nice about having bringing that investor in. Even if you have your own money, I still think it's better to spend somebody else's money. Donald Trump, one of the most successful people of all time, never spent his own money on anything. Anything. So, borrowing other people's money, always a good option. Um, and also, if you have any money in your account, it gives you that flexibility to invest that in other things. Um, okay, so now you have your investor. You have you have uh, money to, to put in, pay yourself, all that. Hopefully, you're really knowledgeable and you're really, really passionate about it. Like, you're so passionate about it that people, like, all they say is that you should open a gym. Speaking of knowledgeable <laughs> and passionate, do you think you have to be, like, a monster athlete Absolutely to open not. up a gym? CrossFit, like go to regionals, go yeah. to the games. CrossFit New York or New York City CrossFit or whatever, mm -hmm. NYC. They're like one of the most successful gyms in the world. They have like 2,000 members. They That guy does not. I don't think he's ever – I don't – I don't. I, don't, I, I he's, mean, I, he's never made it to regionals. He's – I agree with you. He's older for sure wanted, too. I just yeah. wanted to hear your opinion on it. I think it really matters is like your effect on the people in the gym. Like I don't even coach classes anymore. I have one day where I coach classes. That's actually today. But like – you can see when I'm in the gym, everybody knows me, everybody talks to me, like people have questions for right. me, like everyone's like happy to see me, all that. And I don't even really coach classes anymore, but like but I do have that connection with everybody. And people can see like my posters and shit on the wall, but like a lot of these people, they don't know what I did at regionals, they don't know anything. Um they know that to go to regionals is hard, maybe, mm -hmm. but I don't think they even really know how hard. You know what I mean? Like they're just like Ryan's cool and like the workouts are fun and yeah. All these girls I'm hanging out with are super rad. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, like, really, really important. Having that athletic background definitely helps maybe get you maybe your first 50 people at, at most if you have mm -hmm. a lot of competitive people in your area. Our gym, though, is not a very competitive, like, want to go to competitions type of gym. Our average athlete is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. But, like, well, no one's been asking me, like, hey, man, there's any competitions I can do. Like, that's, like, rare. There's enough competition going in, going on inside, in, in the <laughs> inside the gym. So and I'd rather have a gym like that. Honestly, I don't think we need competitions outside. I'd rather have it that way anyway, themselves. for sure. Um, so you have all those going for you. You definitely want that first impression to be pretty good. So people walk in my gym all the time. They look around. They're like, "Man, this place is really nice." You tell them the price. Every once in a while, you you might hear them say, "Like, man, that's a lot," and you explain to them why. But I can't even like begin to tell you how many times I was part of another gym in the past. And people say, how much is it? And I would even see, even 150, when I used to live in Utah, I remember people just literally just being like, holy crap. Like they give you like the exorcist head where the head spins completely around. And they're just like, what am I getting for $150? And there's like a ring in the corner with dust on it. So like now they look around, they're like, oh, this is totally worth it. Like I'm going to be getting training and I'm going to have all these different things. I think a lot of things that people do wrong is they don't even have enough equipment sometimes for a 20-person class. Mm -hmm. I've been part of gyms. I swear to God, this one gym, I swear. <laughs> they had three 70-pound kettlebells, four 53-pound kettlebells, and like a bunch of little ones. Like if you literally had five dudes show up to a class and you wanted to use either red or green like on the kettlebell, you were done. Like you were already tapped out. Wow. And this gym had a lot of people. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, eventually someone's going to get pissed and they're going to leave. Um, anyway, the next thing you need to do, 
Um, that in... would be my favorite spot, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can, you... just, we can just burn all the kettlebells. Yeah, yeah. So, so you guys know, Yaya can clean and jerk like 330 pounds, but he cannot swing a red kettlebell <laughs> for more than like 10 reps. <clears throat> we did a workout the other day with an EMOM with a 53-pound kettlebell. Mm-hmm. had 20 swings in it. He broke it into sets of like <laughs> two or three. <laughs> that was just a side note. Sorry. Sapa true. Another side note. We are not wearing any clothes. <clears throat> all right. Moving on. <laughs> Um, from there, finding the spot is going to be massive, big deal. Mm-hmm. So there's where I'm at in Newport beach. There's, there's a road that road. If you're on one side of it, you are considered in a ghetto area of town. The other side of it, you are considered in a nice area of town. The difference in price is probably double. Is it worth being on the nice side? Even though I can probably walk 400 meters to the other side and have the same space. You bet your ass it's worth me having that. Fuck yeah, I agree. So my rent is, instead of 5000 my rent's 10000 Um, For a smaller space, too. But it does make all the difference for my members. It's just the scenery. It's that first impression feel. Um, you're going to want to look really, really hard for that spot. I would definitely not pull the trigger on a spot that you think is going to be pretty good. Remember, you're going to be locked into that lease for at least five years. And sometimes it's more. Um... Also, you need to take into account with your rent is every year your rent's going to go up. Um, your Every time you get more members, your toilet paper bill is going to go up. Your electricity bill is going to go up. Your broken shit bill is going to go up. Your actual shit bill is going to go up because sometimes girls flush tampons down the toilet and that shit explodes. And then you have to pay a couple hundred dollars to fix that. Notice I'm a little bit upset about that because that's happened three times in the last two months for me. Because there's poopy water everywhere. Yeah, and that happens too. And you need to pay someone to clean that. Um, so you have that. Because I'm and then not cleaning it. The biggest thing for people that they do wrong in the, in the owning of the gym is they pay their trainers either in free memberships or they pay them like the absolute bare minimum, um, which a lot of times like 15 or $20 a class. And... All it really becomes is someone working temporarily until they get something better. And that's really, really hard to pay them more than you really can pay. But I think you need to work that into your investor's kind of uh, conversation with that right there. Because I think that that's going to be a big thing. The longer you can keep your main trainers and stuff, it's just going to help the longevity of the the membership. Because... You'll hear horror stories of other gyms. Um, They lose a trainer and they lose 50 members or they lose a trainer and maybe like a hundred of them go with them Mm -hmm. or this happens or that happens. And and a lot of that stuff, you know, it can, it can be avoided just by, you know, every time you make extra money, give it to them. And I've always done that since the beginning of my gym. Um, I just really try to bank on the fact that I'm going to have other things going on. So for those of you out there who you're getting all hyped up on this gym situation, you really want to have your own gym. I do want you to know that it's a very small percentage of what your income is going to be. So I do want you to be ready for being able to juggle a lot of things at one time. Get really, really good at time management. I used to be like insane with my phone. I'd just be like checking every email every second, checking every Facebook comment, every Instagram comment. And the, the, you know, my, my own Facebook, my own Instagram, every, every message – Facebook would say, you have a 94% response rate. I'm like, how is that possible? I've answered everything like in three minutes and all these things. You start freaking out and then you start thinking, shit, there has to be a better way. 
So now I, I really try to like limit all of my emails until the end of the day. Um, that helps me tremendously. Um, and then I, I really try to just I just try to do like one post a day for either my own Instagram and the and the gym's Instagram. And that as long as I get one in, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Like two is definitely better for you guys out there who have the opportunity to do all that stuff. Creating the stories and stuff help build a lot of hype for your gym as well, um, and making people feel like they're there. Like anything voice oriented is one of the biggest things you can invest in nowadays. If you guys listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast or Gary Vee, anything that is that that inc- incorporates a voice, like this podcast for instance, it just has the ability to touch people on a higher level. It's not the same as looking at a photo, um, mm-hmm. anything like that. Like mm-hmm. anything voice right now is. Is massive, and it's creating a lot of you know extra jobs right now. It's creating a lot of buzz. It's creating a lot of uh, social media right now is cranking off of voice. Yeah, like the live feeds, the story feeds, all that stuff. Um, what else would you want to ask after that? When it comes to what type of person? Well, I was going to add something too when you said about the coaches and like to pay other coaches. To me, the most important thing was when I started coaching for you. It wasn't even that I was making more money. It wasn't just about the money. It was just about the fact that just through that, you showed that you cared about me as a person. And it, in turn, immediately made me care about the gym more. Made me care about the job more. Made me like want to spend more time there, be more connected to members, do a better job for you. Just because I felt like you weren't just like exposing me or just I was kind of like um, replaceable. You know what I mean? Because you put so much time and money and effort into me as a person as a coach that it felt like i owed you that same response Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's so important because if you pay your coaches 12 bucks or 15 bucks or whatever it is then they have to go work a restaurant job after that or they have to be at a bar at nighttime and immediately they're not as connected to the coaching job as i am you know what i mean because everything that i have now basically came from coaching just because i was able to buy into it 100%, 100%, not just because of the money, but because I felt 100% supported at the same time. I think that's even more important than making more money. Yeah. And for those of you guys who don't know, I, I don't even know if this is even a possibility in the future, but I've talked to Yaya about buying out the other percentage of my partner just because I like Yaya as a, as a coach and just a person in the gym in general. So you have those opportunities that open as well for yourself. Um, you know, the more charisma you bring into the gym and the more hard work you bring in and the more people see that like you get just more and more opportunities but um that is one portion of like a way to make it in the fitness industry and then another thing that you guys can do is let's say you don't have the gym but you do have a brand so you can build that brand into anything you really want it to be i don't know um we used to have these two in my gym who worked out uh, miranda oldroyd and julian alcaraz they have this street parking, like an online uh, workout deal. They just work out in their garage um, and they post the workouts and all this stuff and it, it's got a cool community vibe. And basically, that was just their little their little niche or niche or whatever yep. people want to say when it comes to that word. Don't but, ask uh, me, I'm the foreigner. It's just such a strange they word. They both sound right to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they figured that out and they kind of ran with it. And then I, I, you know, there's some guys on Instagram there's this guy called the quad guy. He just does a lot of, you know, he does a lot of stuff just like how to build your legs and all that. Okay. And this guy's been on Instagram for like two years. Now he has like almost a million followers. Blows me away. Yeah. But he's just always posting little videos on this and that. Um, and that was just kind of his little niche. And then 
I hate saying niche. Yeah, niche. We should move on. I think we'll niche is better. Else. I think niche is better, even though it's not correct. I'm going to say niche. I'm sorry. Um, he found his little niche, and he kind of worked on from there. Now, that brand, whatever they have built, that can turn into like a way better thing than owning a gym will ever be. Think about like just my $10,000 rent that I have to do every month. What if I was making $10,000 on my online program or my the quad guy exercise mm-hmm. deal? I don't have to pay anything. I don't have any overhead at all. The only thing that I had to really do is make an investment in myself and say that like I'm going to make, you know, one dope video every day. I'm going to go home and I'm going to edit it. I'm going to put it online. It's going to be it's going to be dope every day. So instead of maybe taking on like three personal training clients that day, you just invested in the fact that you're going to have this cool video and then in the long run, it was going to make you this and this and this. So there's that. Another way you guys could, you know, really make a lot of money is you could just personal train all the time. Um, And I do quite a bit of that on my own still on top of everything else. But it's draining. (laughs) Like I wake up at like five every day, sometimes earlier just to train people. Um, because it is just extra money and it's really hard for me to say no and I charge people a lot of money at this point I charge $125 an hour in Newport and like I get that shit all day long but like even if I had five people a day times you know five days a week what is that like I got you. 25 call it 500 hours a day times five days a week that's 2500 that's 5000 every two weeks that's $10,000 a month it's still not that much money. I know for some of you guys, I don't know where you're at. You're like, holy shit, that's a lot of money for me. Um, it is and it isn't. Like, what if your wife doesn't work? What if um, you live in a high, you know, a high rent or a high house value area like where I live right now? Like, that's not a lot at all. Well, the government is still taking part of that too. In California, they take 50% of that. Yeah, so Trump's getting some of that. Yeah, so there's you have stuff like that going on. So you really have to always be thinking the large picture on, on everything that you're going to do, especially in fitness. Because one thing that you have that's going really hot, because of the fitness trends, it could just drop down and turn into nothing. Yeah. In general, like in, in life right now, I feel like everything because of social media is so like fast-paced. So like something's cool now, and then it's gone and next it's week. it's gone. You know? You said something to me the other day where I, was, where I thought that was like the perfect thing ever, where I pitch you an idea and you were just like well it's not big enough you know even though it would have made probably like maybe like a thousand bucks two thousand bucks a month or something like that you were like well it's not big enough you know we got we got to think bigger and i think that's like that's a big thing where like don't yeah. don't settle for anything you know if you have an idea go for it but also don't be afraid to grow after you have that idea i feel like a lot of people kind of like buy into one idea and then they're like all about it and they it's just that idea for like the rest of their life use a lot of ideas just like as a stepping stone you know what I mean? Okay, I did this for a little bit. It didn't really work, but here's what I learned. So now here's what I'm going to do with that with that information. And then I'm going to go again. I'm going to go again. You know, that whole, one of my favorite, like, mentalities in the world. I read a book um, called The Warrior Mindset by oh, the yeah. guy who did, like, the seal fit stuff. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And he doesn't really go into detail that much, but it's enough. He explains to, like, the way seals, um, sometimes you have to, like, respond to something super fast. Right, so they get like a mission, and they have like a two-hour turnaround time before they like actually have to like go out. So there's like no not a lot of planning. So they have like the three F's. It's called fail faster forward. So they go, they try and just figure out the basics, basic knowledge, basic information that they need to go in, and then they go. And then 
maybe they succeed or maybe they fail, but at least when they fail, they learn something from it and then they can go back, regroup and try again. And I feel like with a lot of things that I'm working on right now and that you're working on, like if you don't have like a regular nine to five job, you know, I feel like that's how you have to do it. Like just fucking go for it. See what happens. If you fail and land on your face, at least you fell forward and then you can pick yourself up again, learn something and then try again. And I wrote something on that on my Instagram recently. I was just was like trying to convey to people that it's so much cooler to fail at something than it is to never have done it at all. Yeah. And there, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are always planning. Like there's so constant planning. There's, especially as me as a graphic designer, like a lot of people like approach me about stuff. I remember I told you that when I first started the gym because you pitched me some ideas and I was like, just don't be one of those people that has all these ideas and never does anything. Yeah. Dude, there's so many people that come to me on like a daily basis and they're like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that and blah, blah. And they never do anything because they're always forever stuck in the planning stage. Yeah. They're always like, well, if I can only get this or if I can only do this, then, then, then I'll get it rolling. You know what I mean? Then I'll like start really like bumping into this idea. And then it's like, well, it just, it never happens. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to be like, all right, well, today's the fucking day. Let's think, do it. I think what happens too is a lot of people start to get, um, they start to care about what other people think. They don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to like take a selfie video right now of me saying something and you know, or I don't want someone to watch me take this video right now because I feel like insecure about something or mm-hmm. whatever, or I just feel like an idiot. Fuck that, because if this is what you want to do, you're going to have to do stuff like that. And like every person that you admire that you see online, there's someone standing there taking a video. Totally. And you're going to have to do it. And even if someone wants to laugh at you about it, you just show them your fucking bank account. Yeah, if you want to be different, then you, you got to be comfortable being different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe in the beginning you don't have a cool bank account, but if you really believe in it and it's really what you want to do and that's, you know, that's what drives you, Yeah, it's like eating healthy for me. Like, I have no problem looking at somebody and be like, I eat like this because I need to look good for a living. I'm a trainer for a living. Like, it, I have no problem saying that. And someone could say, well, you know, maybe you should just live a little bit here and there. Eating at one time is not going to do this. It's like, yeah, well, you know, many pe- you know how many times people say that to me? You just have it one time, it's not going to be a big deal. Like it, it would wind up being every day me having a donut or this or that or whatever. It would just be all the fucking time if I didn't say no. Um, and then it's the same thing with the fitness thing. So if someone wants to make fun of you for doing something, it's just it's just noise in the background. It's yeah. literally just like nothing. Yeah. Like I just swipe it off and just move on and then... You can even tell them and like, the, reason, the same thing. Like, the reason, this is, I'm doing this because this is what I want to do. The reason why you can brush it off like that is because you're so invested into your idea and you 100% believe in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I feel like people get kind of like thrown off their path a little bit if they're not 100% certain that this is what they want. Maybe their parents told them to do this or society told them to do this or their friends told them to do this and they're not really all the way in it. You know what I mean? And then it gets a little tough or someone tells them to do this or someone tells them to do that and then because they're not 100% sure about their idea or their beliefs or whatever, they fall you know and you're so confident in what you're doing is the right thing for you to do that like you don't fucking need to listen to anybody else it doesn't matter yeah you know and i think that's the biggest thing like that's probably like one of the biggest things that i live by is what someone told me like a while ago is just if you really love something then automatically you're going to be good at it because you're just going to want to do it all the time and over and over again you know you don't have to really force yourself so if you love something you're going to be good at it if you're good at it then someone's going to pay you to do it whatever it is yeah and I think for a lot of people out there, like especially if you're looking to like not do the 9 to 5 thing, maybe own your gym, maybe do this, maybe be a fitness model, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to do? I think it's so important to sometimes think outside of the box. If you think of yourself as a person 
who is into fitness and understands fitness and understands the fitness world and the lifestyle, right? Just go out and just really look at your day every single day. Like, what's missing? What do you wake up and it's like, oh, I wish this existed. Or I wish someone would figure this out. Or I wish someone would make this easier. You know what I mean? And then go ahead and just invent that. Just make that. So I think that's the easiest way because you and I are so... And there's other people out there like maybe, I don't know, <clears throat> the guy on the golf course who goes, goes golfing every single day. And he's pissed because there's nothing that, I don't know, makes it easier for him to carry all his golf balls or whatever it is, right? He's, he knows that it's going to sell well because he's so into that industry that he would buy it. You know, I feel like everything that you and I come up with is something that we feel like is missing from the fitness world. And it's something that if someone else came up with it, we'd be like, ah, shit, that's a good idea. Yeah. You know? And I feel like that's the kind of idea that you have, need to have. And then you just need to fucking go balls to the wall all in. Agreed. And if there is someone out there that you do look look up to, like go through their Instagram, go through their Facebook, go through their website, mm-hmm. and just see what it is that makes them so successful, right? Like everybody has that little niche, right? Like someone has something about them. Or maybe they're just doing something like everybody else and it's just that much better. I can't believe you're still saying niche. I know, I hate it. Can we not? We need to find a different word. It's a niche. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like saying niche. I feel like there's just there's got to be like a, can't a be synonym. Right. There's like something else. I hate just it. use a different word. Um. All right. So I was just gonna say something else, and I forgot. You yeah. So niche thing. <laughs> when you're looking through these websites or the Instagrams, or whatever, whatever it is, even my CrossFit gym, right? Like I, I opened something that had already been done. But in my eyes, it was going to be better. And it's not necessarily always going to be better. But you can do everything that you can to make it better. And if you're going to be doing everything that you can, it will be better. It just will be. The, the, the time that it fails is because you get to the point where you just feel like you're stuck. Or you feel like you can't make it any better than it is. And you just accept it. And then that's just like, that's not okay. Like, that's when you start to fail. Um... So that would be like more of the personal training, branding side, gym owning side of all of the ways you can make money in fitness. Um, and just, I want to say like two more things, like two little like philosophies. One, I feel like um, it shouldn't be about the money. I know you're trying to make oh, a lot totally, of money. Totally I know, I know you're trying to make a lot of money. We're all trying to make a lot of money. Yeah. You want to drive fancy cars and you want to do this and you want to go on trips and stuff like that. But if your money is your first reason it's never going to work so little philosophy that i like to think of i think tim ferris mentioned this in his book actually i think that's where i got it from if you woke up tomorrow morning and you had a hundred million dollars in your bank account what would you do for the rest of your life to make you happy of course you're going to wake up you're going to buy a car you're going to go on a trip you're going to do this you're going to party for a little bit you have a hundred million dollars who gives a shit right ryan do you want to say what you were going to do if if your bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> Yaya and I have been putting a lot of money into uh, into the Bitcoin or Fitcoin, how Aaron calls it, <laughs> uh, Litecoin, Ethereum, all this stuff. We just be messing around with it, and then Yaya's like, "Dude, what if you woke up with like a million dollars tomorrow?" I was like, "Fuck, man! I think I'd probably go to the the, 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 the Sprouts grocery store and start jerking off, and <laughs> jerking off in the produce section." And he's like, "What an interesting response! You just..." Get a million dollars and go and jerk off on all the produce. Lose a million dollars. It would just be the fucking best like news headline I've ever read in my life. Local gym owner makes a million dollars 
then jerks off on produce section. <laughs> and gets a million dollar fine. But anyway, so... <laughs> Alright, moving on. You, you wake up, you have a hundred million dollars. After all the splurging is done, right? What are you going to do for the rest of your life? What are you going to do that is going to get you out of bed every single morning? Because you don't have to work anymore. You're done. Your kids are done. Their kids are done. Technically, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> so what, what do you want to do, right? Find that thing and run with that. And then the other thing is, Gary Vee always says this, don't think about, like, everything nowadays is so um, instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. You post something, you get the likes, you get this. Everything has to be, like, now, 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 right away. Stop thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. Stop thinking about what's going to happen in a week. Stop thinking what's going to happen in a year, right? What can you do in the next 10 years? Where is your gym going? Where is your business going? Where is, right? Are you going to be just an Instagram dude that's posting selfies for the next 10 years? I don't think so. You better fucking start thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah, and even if you are, that's only going to last. Even your selfies aren't going to yeah. last that long. A lot of people out there, including me, I'm not taking myself out of this, haven't done anything in their life ever for 10 years. I'm 26 years old. The only thing I've been doing since I was 16 is jerking off. <laughs> and that's not making me any money at this point. So I mean, it's... It could have. It could have. There is, there is chat rooms for these things. <laughs> so what, what I'm saying is... Don't think, don't think so instant gratification. Be ready to fucking eat shit for like nine years and then get paid big time on the 10th year and finally get the thing that you've always wanted. But find something that you can go with for 10 years, 10 years without getting sick and tired of it. Yeah, so I think that's a, I think that's a pretty solid start for you guys if you've uh, been looking into this for a while. I think a lot of people reach out to me because they want to own a gym or they want to get into fitness somehow or they want to be a trainer or a lot of these things. I think that you should definitely, number one, remind yourself that you're not going to make a lot of money in the beginning. Definitely not going to make a lot of money, enough money in the beginning. Even my college professors, all that stuff, they always said you better love it because um, you're not going to make a lot of money, and they were right. Um, but later on, the money can come if you if you really really like it and you're really really into it. And you really have passion. And you really want to. You can really you have a gift of showing that passion to other people, and then you also have a gift of picking the right people to delegate things to and to help you with whatever your passion is. That's a big is. one too, for sure. That's a huge one. Um, being able to delegate in general is a gift that I do not have, really. Um, You're I, getting better at though. I try to do everything. It's hard. Um, so that that's a really good start for you guys, I think. I really wanted to hit that because I feel like a lot of people just need to hear a lot of the things that were on that. I think the questions about the gym and the opportunities um, of like how to go about that and just like the option A, option B I was talking about. And there's other investment options too. Um, those are all out there and there's ways that you can get screwed over. And you definitely need to have a lawyer for every contract that you're going to have. Any deal you're going to make, you need to have a contract. I know it sounds like, oh man, we spit on it and fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. blood brothers yeah. for blood life brothers, and all that yeah. stuff. And my words stronger than oak and all that. It's like, it just doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, and even in your contract, you have that has has to be looked over also because people put little things in there. I know, I know mine, for instance, and I, and I already know this. Like I can only make, I can only pay myself so much in salary, to where I get capped. Like I cannot pay myself any more salary because when I pay myself salary, I'm taking it away from my other partner, right? But if we, let's say, I only make like X amount of dollars a year at the end, we split the the profits seventy thirty. So there's little things like that. Like what if you're, he, they might write something like your, you know, your salary is like 30 grand or something. And if the gym's not making any money, then you're stuck with 30 grand. 
Like, so there's little things like that you guys are going to have to look into on your contracts. You're going to have to agree upon. You're going to have to have a lot of conversations. Anything that you think that you need to say that you're shy to say, you have to say it because it's that time. And you're going to be locked into a contract and you're going to be locked into a lifestyle that you just agreed to for at least five years because that's going to be your lease at least five years. Um, and I think that's it. Um, if you guys have any other questions, just go ahead and DM me, Ryan Fish, R-Y-A-N-F-I-S-C-H, um, on the Instagram or on this video. Uh, can we can we answer questions on the video? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, they can comment on it. Yeah, they can comment for on sure. it. For sure. Um, probably like Facebook and Instagram would, yeah. be, would be easier for sure. If you guys uh, don't follow Yaya, uh, you should. <laughs> he's, he's the co-host. <laughs> he starts off. He's the one that's talking. Uh, with me and his Instagram is uh, Yaya's View. So Y A Y A S View. Yeah, Yaya's View, not No No's View. Um, <laughs> no, not today. And then from there, uh, we can answer any questions that you guys have, and hopefully you guys have a little bit better understanding how to get a career in the fitness industry, and hopefully you feel a little bit more confident, feel a little better about it, maybe worse about it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, have a good day, guys. We're gonna go put on some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all we got for this week. Sorry about all the jerking off. You know, sometimes it's just one of those days. Uh, hope you guys still enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys got a little bit out of it. As always, if you guys have any questions at all, like we mentioned at the end of the episode, feel free to hit us up either at CrossFit Chalk, Instagram, or Ryan Fish, or Yaya's View. We always try to get back to you guys. I love getting all of your messages. Just letting me know that you guys are enjoying the podcast or that you want to maybe hear something else, maybe um, a question you want answered or maybe a topic you want discussed a little bit more. Always feel free to hit us up. We love getting all of your messages. Also, as always, guys, show some love. Give us that review, that like, that subscription, whatever it is. Tell your friend, tell your mom, and have a happy holidays. Stay jacked, Chalk Nation.